What's up, y'all? This is wide receiver Deontay Simpson. This linebacker Jojo Ozugu. Cornerback Deshaun Getty Jr. Senior forward Zachary Simmons, and you're listening to Bruins Breakdown, your home for North Texas sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me, once again, is Colin Mitchell. Colin, how are you doing in McKinney? Doing good. How are you doing in Denton? Is it raining over there? It is raining. Oh, man, it is pouring over here. It's so dark outside. Kind of feel bad. I got Uber Eats earlier to get some Chipotle and had to make the dude walk to the door, you know? <laughs> you didn't you didn't go outside with an umbrella or anything? No, no, no. You literally had him walk. You trying to Damn. get the Rona? You think I want to get the Rona? That's, that, that's messed up. That's messed up. <laughs> I would never do that. Didn't even walk outside with an umbrella to help him. That's unacceptable. I don't even think I own an umbrella, to be completely honest. I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> I lost it. I lost it sophomore year, and I've never purchased How do another. You lose umbrella. an umbrella? I don't know, but they're like fifteen dollars. Yeah, so I'm like, well, that's a lot for you. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I have a jacket. You know, we'll we'll survive, or I'll just stay inside. We'll we'll adjust our plans. But anyways, Colin, this is going to be a quick podcast. Um, I feel like this is going to be a I don't want to call it an emotional podcast, but this will be a fun emotional. podcast. Emotional. No, just a fun podcast for a few reasons. But really, I don't know where I want to start. My mind is going a mile a minute. I've just got out of, out of interviews with um, half the team, really. Seth Luttrell, Katie Davis, Jalen Darden, and Mikhail Sanders, who I talked to today. Um, got out of interviews with them, published a quick story on my reactions to the depth chart. And before we go any farther, before we react to the depth chart, before we react to anything, I do want to say that the depth chart is always a, it's always a flimsy, it's always a flimsy, what, what's the, what's the word? Fluid. It's always, no, it is fluid, yes, but it's, it's never a concrete, it's never a concrete i can't i can't elicit my words today colin i'm just my mind is scrambled it's not concrete that's all i'm trying to say okay so you have to take it from its surface value in that yes there are changes on the depth chart but they aren't it's not going to look exactly how it looks on the depth chart on the field and so i want to say this before we get into anything else is that if you notice the depth chart this year is different than last year's the layout is different if you remember in years past they had it in the formation so they had the three three five like actually in in the formation with the depth chart you know with the players at every position Mm -hmm. this year it's not like that this year it's it just has it listed off end nose end rush will mike sam you know that type of stuff and that might not matter for offense but for defense I think it matters a good amount because I think that's where we have to start with just with the um, how different this defense is going to be. Like, it's not going to look the same at all. And so that's why when we get into the personnel changes, it's not exactly how it would be in years past. Is if, like, if, if Cam Johnson was listed as free safety and like on the actual you know piece of paper how they had the depth how they had the depth chart in the past with the formation of 335 and you saw Cam Johnson at the free safety position that's one thing but Cam Johnson is not going to be like 
a true, true free safety. And that's where I want to start with this. Um, so just take everything here as face value as far as the depth chart goes. But there are key things that we need to discuss coming off of this uh, depth chart going into week one. And before we even get to defense, I want to start with offense. I want to start with Austin Ani and Jason Bean. I want to start with the quarterback position because that is what everybody is here for. Yes. Colin, we assumed at this point Austin Ani or Jason Bean would be named the starter. And on the depth chart, neither one is named the starter. And then we asked Latrell, and Latrell said, uh, you know, both are going to get snaps. And, you know, whoever goes out there first, I don't know. And so when you hear that, Colin, what 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 do you think? And what was your reaction to having this uh, still undecided position battle? They're running out there with two quarterbacks. That that that's what they're gonna do. I said it. I think I said. I even said that uh, two podcasts ago. They're gonna they're gonna see what the defense gives them. And be like, all right, Jason Bean's gonna be better here. Austin Ali's gonna be better here. I think they're gonna run out with two quarterbacks. I hope. Now I I know that's gonna be the case for week one. I do. Yes. But I think that if you're going into week one and you still don't know less than a week before the game, then there's, I think even going to week three or two, three, four, there's going to be uncertainty of who you're going to start there. So I think that one, they want to not name a concrete starter because then if he loses his job because he plays bad, then there's an issue there. So I think that we're going to see, unless Austin or Jason separate themselves in, in a game or in practice, so much so to where they're confident that they can be like, okay, yeah, no matter what, he's not going to lose his job. I think we're always going to see on the depth chart, Austin Ani or Jason Bean. Now, the reason I'm kind of hesitant to be, I don't want to say infuriated, but the reason I don't want to overreact to this initially is because I feel like they're treating this game, this Houston Baptist game as kind of a tryout in a sense for these two. Mm-hmm. So they're going to play both of them. They're both going to play a lot. They're both going to get ample amount of snaps, uh, looks. And I think whoever plays better, if one person plays significantly better than the other, then that's who we're going to see probably take most of the first team snaps from there on. My problem is that this hasn't been a competition for only one month. Right. This has been a competition for the past two years. You know who Austin Ani and Jason Bean are at this point. You know what they bring to the table. You know what they can and what they cannot do. And if you don't know what they can and can't do, then as a coaching staff, you haven't evaluated them enough and you haven't been paying close enough attention because you've been drooling over Mason Fine the past two years, if that's the case. Right. There's no reason you should know what Austin Ani and Jason Bean can and can't do. And I understand that it's different when you put them in the first team and you put them against different teams and you put them in with live bullets, as they like to say. It's different, yes. But as a coach and as Coach Luttrell, to not have a decided starter going into week one against Houston Baptist is alarming to me. And it's alarming not only because it shows indecision and it – shows that you don't have a concrete leader of this offense at the quarterback position, but to try to play it off as though, you know, we're going to keep our cards to our chest. And so you're playing Houston Baptist week one, 
This game is way more about North Texas than it is about Houston Baptist. This game shows everything about North Texas that they wanted to show. And not having a quarterback just gives off the impression to me, and I think to the offense, because when I talk to – it gives off the impression that there's – you haven't figured it out yet. You haven't figured out who's going to replace Mason Fine. And, yes, that might be the case, and maybe that's okay. But when you talk to, when I talked to Jalen Darden today, it was kind of just like Jalen Darden basically said what he's been saying all offseason is that, you know, whoever's back there we're comfortable with. Whoever's back there uh, we, we can make plays with. And that's what Latrell said. Whoever's back there we, we can win games with. I don't want to know who you can win games with. I want to know who you will win games with at this point in the year. Like, we we're so deep into this that it's september 5th and i'm convinced that i don't know if they're going to know who the starter is by september 22nd whenever they play or whenever they play uh, smu like at this point you shouldn't be worried about giving off tape if that's what you're worried about for smu well i mean because it goes back to what i just said that i don't think they they plan on having a starter or a a named starter until they're able to fully separate themselves. I think I, you could see them at the at say or, or have them both both listed as starters the whole year if they if they aren't able to separate themselves. Because if one isn't able to separate themselves, say Austin Ani has a good two games and then is awful in another game, then they throw out Jason Bean. Then it looks way worse than it does if you know you're just throwing both guys out there. And yes, I I agree with what you're saying. And if Austin Ani and Jason Bean are that inconsistent that they can't put together strings of games to where, you know, they, and where you're having to piece together games at quarterback, because that's what this is. If you have two quarterbacks and you're trying to piece together games where you play with Austin Ani out there for two possessions, he's like, okay, he was good for one and a half possessions there, but let's throw Jason out there. And then Jason's good for one possession out of two. And then you just alternate and you're trying to piece together games. And there's no comfort in that. There's no rhythm in that. There's, the practice reps that these players need, especially these young players, these are not two seniors. These are two retro sophomores who have gotten very, very, very limited action because they didn't have spring ball. And before that, they were behind Mason Fine. These are two guys who need reps, right? However, if you pick one to be the starter, they get double the reps as the first team guy. And those reps are invaluable. And that's what I'm trying that's what I'm trying to say here is that yes, you are trying to play two quarterbacks, and yes, you feel comfortable that you can win with two quarterbacks. But at the end of the day, if one is a better quarterback or one has shown you more in the past two and a half years, then why not roll with one and give him the best opportunity to win? Because all you're doing right now is limiting your offense in that trying to piece together the quarterback position instead of just giving one of them the green light and go. Yes, it's going to hurt the other one's feeling. Yes, the other one is going to be pretty damn sad and going to be disappointed that they lost the battle. But at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for your team, and you have to win. You, What's the point of a competition if there's not going to be a winner? I don't think they have a winner yet. And that's what I'm saying. That's the problem. The problem is that if you don't have a winner, then you're rolling out there two guys that have split snaps, have split development um, the development you need from a first-team quarterback as far as first-team reps go. And, I mean, shoot, I saw it at the, at the scrimmage a week and a half ago in that Austin got a snap, Austin got a drive, then Kaysen got a drive, then Jason got a drive, then Kaysen got a drive, then Austin got a drive. And I'm looking at it like, why is Kaysen Martin getting the most snaps of anybody on this field? 
it's it's it makes it's give Austin Ani the first team snaps or give Jason Bean the first team snaps and then give the, whoever didn't get the snaps to the second team because Casey Martin is definitely the third quarterback here. So why is he getting the most amount of snaps here? And I know it's against second team, but still, those snaps are what translate to games. And so for all those reasons, the quarterback position is befuddling to me. I am puzzled. I can't I can't understand it. I the only the only thing I maybe could understand is if Latrell has in his mind who the quarterback is, right? And he's going to play him out there. And week one, he's like, all right, you know, hell or high water. If this guy plays badly, we're still going to start him for SMU. He's going to be our starter moving forward, like whoever he has picked. Then I kind of understand it. But still, it goes back to my point of I want to get that guy the most first-team reps possible. Like, I, I want that guy to be prepared. And... He, they haven't prepared them well enough, obviously, to where one of them can pull away because now they're both just 1A, 1B. And now you don't have a true starting quarterback going into week one. And it's concerning to me. I That's understand it. that it's concerning, but I, I don't understand your, I guess, almost outrage. <laughs> what it's, it sounds it's like. Because, I, okay, sorry, go ahead. I, I don't understand it because if they don't have a guy... Then they don't have a guy. You can't. You can't force. You can't force one of them. If if you if you have even just a little. If you're like okay, Jason Bean might be a little bit better. And then, then go with Jason Bean. But why go with Jason Bean if you're not certain? Because you don't know anything right now. So if you right. Gave so Jason what's wrong Bean, with them going into Week One against Houston Baptist? No, I agree with that. I'm saying that I don't think they know. Even going into SMU, you said it. You said it yourself that you it's going to be an or the entire season, and that's yeah. What I think it could be. I think it is could that be. if we have an or the entire season, and you're splitting snaps the entire season with the first team, like imagine that every practice. Let's say they have two hours of practice, and you know one of those hours is is live reps, thirty minutes, and and thirty. No, not even. Let's say let's say forty of those minutes are for the first team offense. Okay. Instead of giving whoever 35 minutes of that first team offense or even 30 minutes, you're giving them 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Now, that might only seem like 10 to 15 minutes per practice, but that's 10 to 15 minutes five days a week. Those reps just stack on top of each other. And then you're just looking at 50 minutes per week that the starting quarterback potentially is not getting. Okay. To me, to me, it just it doesn't make sense if if you think jason bean is slightly better or if you think austin Ani is slightly better after this first game i need a decision in my opinion i think as a, as a team i want Jalen darn to be like yeah we trust fill in the blank here to make plays for us not not i don't want him to say we trust whoever's at quarterback like that just that just doesn't sound right because that's, that's who true. are you trusting? That's true. Who like who are you trusting? You're just trusting, yeah. Whoever's back there, I, I think he'll make plays, and and that's what Latrell said too. And so I understand you want you have they have two guys who can win them games. It just comes back to me that I I want the one person who gives them the best chance to win the games, and I'm not making that decision for them. Again, I'm at fifty fifty. Whoever they start, I think. I, they know more, way more than I'm more way. They know way more than I do. 
Right. Whoever gives them the best chance to win games should be getting a majority of the first team reps and being most prepared to start games and play a majority of the games. Now, if that person, Austin Ani, comes out, if Austin Ani is the starter and he comes out and is three of 10 and throws two picks, and you throw Jason Bean in there and then we can reevaluate things. But why not prepare one person significantly for like for the SMU game? And again, I'm giving them the Houston Baptist game as a practice game. Take it. That's a huge, that's a practice game. But again, I'm coming back to your point that I think is a very real possibility that they list these guys as or the entire season and they split reps the entire season. That's what I'm worried about more than anything else. Yeah, again, it just comes back to if they're able to if one of them are able to separate. And I don't know if this is because because it's it's hard is this an indictment on like you said the coaching staff not being able to evaluate the, these dudes the last two and a half years two and a half seasons behind mason fine or is it an indictment on austin Ani and jason Bean's talent you know and and i guess if if you were able to say not even the slightly better thing that i was talking about earlier if if we're assuming that austin's a better passer and we're assuming that jason Bean's able to you know run better whichever one fits your offense pick that dude you know yes. what I mean? It, it, if, if Jason Bean runs and you guys want to just start doing triple option, you know, look like Army out there, do that. If you guys want to pass, but Austin might not have the awareness, you know, uh, Mason Fine had, you got to go with him at that point. Yep. And, and, no, and, that- and, and it's not like these two guys are exactly the same quarterback. You know what I mean? They both have their strengths and weaknesses, and you can't, you yeah. can't compare. They're not, it's not comparing apples to apples at this point. Yes, that is a great point. That That's a great point, is that... <laughs> Not only do you know what these guys are, but you know what their strengths are. And so, and you know what the offense you have in mind is. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why. And I almost, I, I wasn't able to fit in this Latrell question because it was an insane press conference that ran for like 25 minutes with 30 people asking questions. And I was like, all right, whatever. I wasn't able to ask this, but I, I wanted to ask Latrell if. Is, are there different packages or are there is there a different approach? And he probably wouldn't even tell me if I did ask, but is there a different approach when Jason Bean's in the game compared to Austin Ani's or and vice versa? Like they are so differently talented. Right. That I cannot imagine Jason Bean coming in or starting the game and for three drives and running the offense one way and then putting Austin Ani in and running the same exact plays in the same exact offense. And, and that that's why I mentioned in, in previous podcasts is, you know, they might have a package or two for Jason Bean to run out there. You know, like kind of how I guess how the Saints do like Taysom Hill. You know what I mean? Like they'll run, yeah. him, they'll run him out there just to like trick, trick the defense. But like you said, if, if you have Jason Bean out there for three drives and you're like, oh, we want to pass a little bit more on this drive and you throw out Austin Ani. Like there's there's there is an issue there. You're changing the complexion of your offense mid game. Yep. yep. And I don't care how good of an offense it is or how good the skill players are, but that they <laughs> you don't have Mason Fine back there. You're gonna have to score points any way possible and mixing it up halfway through a game might be a hyperbole. That might be, you know, drastic. You know, I'm not they're probably not gonna be, you know They're not gonna play the same though. Yeah, they're not going to be playing the same, but they're not going to be, you know, making wholesale changes halfway right. through the game here. Right. But yeah, it, it definitely is a concern at this point that you know what you have. In my opinion, I think a decision should be made by SMU, and I'll give them, I'll give them this week. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. But do you more? Do you think that Trell ends up just kind of he like? Do you think that it's actually Ani 
or or Bean, and he's just going to have one start the whole game, and then maybe give, you know, a drive or two to whoever would be second against Houston Baptist. Yeah. Like do you, like you said earlier, do you think he already has the guy in his head? I can't read him. I I can't <laughs> read this man. Uh, I, mostly because he just doesn't say anything or doesn't reveal anything, even though mm-hmm. they're going against Houston Baptist, and. If you can't reveal anything against Houston Baptist, then I, I can't I can't help you. But I, I hope that he has someone in mind. Yeah. For what the style the, and the thing is, he is the offensive coordinator. Right. He's calling plays hundred percent of the time. He knows what he wants out of his quarterback. So I assume that he has someone in mind. Yes. I don't know that. So, um, I also, we texted each other and I said, damn, I'm already starting to backtrack my five win prediction here because if they don't have a quarterback, I, I don't know. I made that five win prediction, assuming that one of these guys was going to be the quarterback the entire season. And maybe they, they still could be obviously with SMU and Houston and whatnot. But again, if they have to go through the season with an, or I, I'm not feeling good. I think I went into the season expecting there to be trouble at quarterback and just having one of them or I guess at this point both of them be 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 serviceable or average because I don't think that, regardless of who it is yeah if you have Austin out there you might throw more but I think this offense relies on the running backs and the run game okay all right Colin let's get to let's get to the other side of the ball because everything else on the offense is pretty standard. I mean, receivers stayed the same offense line where we were spot on on that. They have Cole Brown at left tackle though. And Jacob Reimer at right tackle. We had those flipped. Um, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe Jacob Reimer on the right side is, is, you know, a little more comfortable there. What do you think about tight end? That's what we had. I mean, we had, we had those two. We had, um, Jason Pirtle and Asher Alberting. Um, Astra Alberting may be better than Jason Pirtle this season, but hey, Jason Pirtle was first team all conference, Colin. So I, I don't I don't want to hear any Jason Pirtle slander on this podcast. Over okay, under four touchdowns against Houston Baptist <laughs> for 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 Pirtle. Yeah. <laughs> but he oh no 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 the better question is over under half of his touchdowns for this season against Houston Baptist. Over. <laughs> He's going to have more touchdowns against Houston Baptist than he will at the entire season. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, the offense is pretty standard the rest of the way. On defense, the defensive line is the same. Caleb Colvin, Deion Noville, Devontae McRae. Um, you know, every, the backups are pretty similar as well. Justin Booker Brown, a dude I've never heard of ever, is listed as the backup defensive end of Devontae McRae. I don't know what happened to why Kenneth Dotson moved over behind Caleb Colvin, but whatever. Um all right, then we get to the interesting part. Larry Nixon as the quote-unquote rush linebacker over Joe Zogu. Azugu, I guess I should say his name. Joe Zogu, Joe Azugu started the last two years yep. at the jack position, which is similar to the rush position, just in kind of an aggressive linebacker, kind of a hybrid yeah, like of a defensive linebacker. End. Yeah, hybrid defensive end, hybrid linebacker. Um this was surprising. However, I did say Larry Nixon was going to be very, very good. Mm-hmm. So I expect some of my flowers there. But also, Larry Nixon... I hate you. <laughs> but also, 
we've known Joe Zogu has never been that like top in talent right at that position like he's always been serviceable but he's never been that guy who you're like oh that guy can have two sacks this game like you you've never thought that and so that's why I'm I'm interested and we've had this discussion before that maybe Clint Bowen starts playing younger guys because he doesn't have ties to these older guys the way that uh, Refit had so if he sees someone that's competitive or better he's gonna play them yep especially so yeah so I mean he has to see what he has and so that's why I think Larry Nixon at this rush linebacker position is I think it's great I think it's great. And again, this is, I think they're both going to play. I think Joe Zou plays a lot. I think Larry Nixon, maybe the snaps are even 50 50 almost. Similar how but, it was last year with Jamie King. Exactly. But to have Larry Nixon listed as a starter here, not even an or. And again, these are flexible um, depth charts, but to not even have an or there, to have Larry Nixon as the starter at the rush position, I- I'm excited because I think Larry Nixon could be the second best linebacker on this team. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Last last week I said he's the best backup linebacker. Now that I have some confirmation from Bowen and company that he's legit, I'm I'm confident in him this year. So that's exciting. Um Katie Davis, Tyree Davis again holding on the Mike and Will spots. And then we have Sam linebacker. So I just got off of a Zoom call with Mikhail Sanders. And I asked him, so on the depth chart, they have you listed as like a Sam slash nickel position stuff. You know, I saw you in the scrimmage, you were a safety, and now they have you listed as Sam nickel. You know, what, what went into that? And he kind of just smiled and he was just like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still a safety. You know, I'm, I'm still a safety, uh, all that stuff. So, again, this comes back to this, this depth chart being fluid is that, you have Mikhail Sanders here, and let's go through the other spots first before we get to Mikhail Sanders, but specifically. You have Mikhail Sanders at uh, quote-unquote Sam position. Sam is a linebacker on the strong side, but you know maybe that's just a person on the strong side more so than a linebacker on the strong side. Uh, then you have left corner. You have Jordan Rucker over Deshaun Gaddy. Very, very interesting. Free safety, we have Cam Johnson. Other safety position, you have Keelan Crosby. And then right corner, you have Quinn, Quinn Whitlock. Now, I talked to Mikhail, and Mikhail made it sound like, obviously, he's playing safety, right? But he made it sound like him, Cam Johnson, and Keenan Crosby are all just playing kind of a hybrid safety type thing. Right. And I talked to Clint Bowen earlier in the year, and I talked to him. I talk, I'm talking to him uh, this week as well, uh, I, I think. But basically, his defense is like super malleable. I think that's the best word for it. It's super flexible. It's something that can kind of change depending on the personnel of the offense and change to his liking. So when I see Cam Johnson at free safety, I don't think of him as a true free safety. I think of him as more of just a pass specialist guy in the back end. Whereas, you know, maybe Keelan Crosby at six foot one can come down and help on the run, maybe. Um, you have Cam Johnson and Kyle Sanders there who. And, and Mikhail Sanders, who obviously can come down and help with the run a lot. You know, maybe Cam Johnson of, is the best cover man of those three. And he's kind of the, the guy in the back end who, you know, maybe you'll give the middle third of the field to to kind of just be that over-the-top guy to help out the, the corners in the back end. I'm not sure. And so this is where we get into these five guys, and this is where I have a ton of uncertainty 
coming onto this podcast and, and trying to break it down. However, I think it's clear that while we don't know exactly what these three are going to be doing the entire game, we know that they're not going to be the standard two safety backs and like, you know, nickel corner type thing that maybe we assumed more so. I can't I can't say whether that's, you know, going to work or not. I have no clue. But just from what I saw at the scrimmage, it was different, but it still was aligned in a similar way to where 3-3-5 would align. So that's where I'm looking at this, this depth chart, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, they have him listed as a Sam, and they have Cam listed as a free safety. I don't really buy it too much i don't buy that it's gonna look dra- it's gonna it's not gonna look like cam johnson just at a free safety position like Kyrie muhammad last year mm-hmm. that's not what it's gonna look like so i i i'm interested i'm interested to see how it plays out um those three guys are very talented but i need to see it before i can comment too much on it now let's get into uh kind of i guess the hot topic here is that jordan rucker beat out Deshaun gaddy according to this depth chart jordan rucker is starting over Deshaun gaddy how much did that surprise you? I don't really know if it did. Uh, I mean, it looks like that they, on here that they have the older guys over the young guys. And I think that regardless, Deshaun Daddy and apparently even Upton Stout, I think will both get play time. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Um, Deshaun Gaddy will definitely get playing time. I'm not too worried about that. However, Jordan Rutgers only had three weeks of practice. And so that's why I wasn't sure that he was going to be able to come in and play immediately. Whereas Deshaun Gaddy looked very comfortable in the scrimmage just based on what I saw. Now, I I had a question I I wrote in the story, the VIP story um, that I posted today, that at what point does competition and you know because Deshaun Gaddy Jordan Rucker had competition um you know you had Nixon and Joe had competition uh you had all these guys have competition for their their positions at what point does competition and this goes back to I guess the quarterback position as well at what point does competition just turn into uncertainty so and I asked that with Jordan Rucker and Deshaun Gaddy I feel like Jordan Rucker's been here for three weeks and already starting I don't know if that says more about Deshaun Gaddy or if it says more about Jordan Rucker or if it says more about Clint Bowen just being like, all right, we're going to just try stuff at this point. Like, I, I feel like, I, I wonder if he even knows what he has. I feel like you're you're using the term uncertainty in a negative way, correct? Yes. I would, I would, I would say that there's no uncertainty that they think they have talent. Yes. I think that I think that the, the reason Jordan Rucker's over uh, Deshaun Gaddy would be more so dudes from Purdue, let's see what he can do in a game. You know what I mean? I think it's it's more so like something like that. I mean, they know what they have with Deshaun Gaddy. Jordan Rucker could be better. I mean, there's a reason why he went to Purdue and not North Texas at the time. So, I mean, I don't really think there's a whole lot of there's not I don't think there's any uncertainty on who they think is better now. Do you think there's uncertainty in what they know will work? No. Okay, because so they so you think they have the these guys in position because they think or they they know that, you know, Cam Johnson Nickel and Quinn Whitlock and Jordan Rucker on the outside, that's their best lineup. I think I think based on what you you said with the safeties and how they're listed on there, I think that they're going to do be like, okay, 
Deshaun Gaddy's better in man. Let's do some man. Let's run that out there. Jordan Rucker's better in zone. He's going to go out there now. You know, I think it's going to be more yeah. so of situational things where it's, you know, you have Jordan Rucker play half the game. You have Deshaun Gaddy play half the game based on what their strengths are. It's not going to be a, yeah, I'm going to have Nick Harvey on this side. I'm going to have Cam Johnson on this side, no matter what, the whole entire game, the whole entire yeah. season. Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. There is flexibility in the secondary. I feel like even though the depth of this secondary, I kind of question other than other than Deshaun Gaddy. I mean, what other backups are we looking at? That I'm surprised are... that Stout is the backup to Quinn Willock. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know who else. There. I, I thought Dorian Morris. Yeah, I guess would be would have been his backup. That was my guess. Mm-hmm. Um and that goes back. If Upton Stout plays a significant amount of snaps this year, I will be concerned. And that's, again, not an indictment on his talent. That's an indictment on him being a freshman. That's just a statement on his youth and his getting comfortable with Division One football. I mean, I know he played at North Shore, which is basically Division One school already. But, I mean, this is... But see, wouldn't you, wouldn't you, couldn't you also argue that maybe he's just talented? And that he yeah, but... Play? I'm I okay. I look at Deshaun Gaddy last year as a true freshman, and Deshaun Gaddy's six one. Yeah, and Upton Stout, of course, is talented. I'm not taking anything away from him at five foot nine, but he played a lot of safety last year at North Shore. Like he, I, we're not saying we're not acting like this dude is coming in here as one of the highest rated recruits, and you know can has the physique already for a college body. I mean, he's gonna have to put on weight. He's gonna have to put on muscle. He's gonna have to you know. Read read defenses. There was no real summer ball. There were eight OTAs um, before they got into fall camp. I mean, this to throw a guy out there. If they throw, if they throw Upton Stout or any other freshman, like true freshman out there against SMU or Houston, I'm concerned. I'm I'm extremely concerned. So, um, yeah, that that's why it comes back to where I think they have some flexibility in the back end with Jackson Gibbs and Deshaun Gaddy as backups. But other than those two, you're looking at Jevin Murray, Upton Stout, Tavoris Weaver, Javier Neal. That that's that 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 type of depth is just young right now. I'm not saying they're not good. I'm saying that they're young. And young players always scare me in a sense like Kevin Wood last year, who is good, had to play a lot of snaps. And we were like, all right, he's not quite ready yet. Mm-hmm. So for all those reasons I'm very um, curious. What do you think about Alex Morris being the third, I guess? Yeah, I, I almost texted you that. I almost texted you Sam, about that. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I we thought he was going to be safety. We thought he was going to be in, yes. I guess, the free safety spot. Yeah, that's sad, I guess. I guess is the word for me. Is that I, I thought Alex Morris would be ready. He was, I think, the highest rated player of the 2018 class. Um. So not having him pan out kind of hurts. So we'll we'll see if he can come along and maybe get some snaps. But at this moment, it doesn't look good for for him. Mm-hmm. But all right, Colin, I think that's all we had for today. I'm trying to think anything else. You were freaking out about the place kicker. You still freaking out about that? Ethan <laughs> no, Mooney and Zach I, I think Williams. It makes sense to me. How are you going to go alphabetical order for Oni and Jason Bean, but you're not going to go alphabetical order for Zach Williams and Ethan Mooney? Be yeah, consistent. Zach Williams and Ethan Mooney have an or at the place kicker position. <gasps> Gas. Colin Mitchell could not lost honest. sleep over that one. I was just curious. Colin I was losing you. sleep. I wasn't panicking. <laughs> I just asked you. Okay. Like, is Zach Williams starting at kicker? I was confused. <laughs> Look, if Zach Williams starts to kicker after the, the athletic department wrote a feature on Ethan Mooney, 
I I will laugh. That's all. <laughs> That's it. I'm just gonna laugh. That's it. But no, Ethan Mooney will start a place kicker. Boys and girls, don't worry about that. Um. All right, that's all I had. I'm trying to think. Oscar Attaway listed as the number three running back. Yeah, that was expected. Oh, never mind. Never mind. That's a, there's an or. Didn't Where? see that. Right on the left. Oscar Attaway or Nick Smith. Okay, but it's Damn. Oscar Attaway just like it's Trey Siggers over DeAndre Torrey. Damn. So Sorry. Let's be, let's be honest. Sorry. Well, we'll see how that plays out. All right, guys. This is going to be our last podcast until our post-game podcast, I guess, for Houston Baptist. Um... I'm going to post my prediction on Friday whenever I do my previews. Um, Colin, do you want to throw your prediction out there? Because, oh, no, I think I put yours on there too. Never mind. Save yours. Yours will be on the preview as well. All right. So we're excited for that Houston Baptist game. There's a lot we have to look at now, especially with this depth chart coming out. Um, I'm interested to see how many fans are there. I'm interested to see how many students are there. There's so many questions that we are going to have to figure out this Saturday. But... For Colin Mitchell, I'm Matthew Bruni. Leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud as well. Um, I mean, y'all know our, y'all know our Twitters by now. Uh, make this a quick podcast and get out of here. So for Colin Mitchell, I'm Matthew Bruni. Y'all have a good one and y'all stay safe.